Hello and welcome to the RHG podcast. I'm back this week. So, listen, life really is a little bit darker, a little bit miserable if I'm back. So, but luckily I'm here with Stu and he will attempt to bring you some light and some joy. I don't know where that's going. How you doing, Stu? <laughs> I'm all right. Oh, you always bring joy to me. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's not a bright and joyous day, but I I don't know. I'm feeling like I'm bringing, bringing the energy, bringing the love today. Yeah. Yeah, we've got. I, I, I don't know what to touch outside of video games at the moment because it just feels like everything is just so. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? What's what's a nice word I can use? Fucked. <laughs> I was going to say dystopian, um, which is not a nice word, but it's not a swear word. But fucked is just as good. I mean, dystopian. I could do deal with dystopian. It's like children of men and stuff like that. You know, I've got, I could work out how to deal with that, but it's just, and, and again, you get people that are lending support behind certain things that have no idea what they're talking about. And you're like, oh, I'm surprised you're doing that. And okay, do you not quite know what's going on? And news reporting is all over the shop. And I don't know. You can't have general conversations you can't go oh i kind of i like you know what what's happening to palestine's wrong but i don't actually support hamas no no honestly i don't support terrorist actions but you've got to understand what's happening to palestine is wrong um why are we are yet just no okay i'm just gonna back into my corner because this is not fun at all <laughs> no it's not no it's very difficult to once you get into like not only culture wars but actual wars it's yeah, it's getting into some dodgy territory. Yes, um, it's good. It's worth talking about at some point, but it's so hard to talk about. Yes, uh, you've also got hey, our country's fucked. I, I, you know, yep. you got to vote for Labour, right? Because it's the only way you're getting the Tories out at the moment, right? But Jesus Christ, yeah, they're a bunch of charlatans and whatever's, and I just. Oh, God. I, I just don't know anymore, Stu. I know. I know. But well, you've got the current potential future Prime Minister going, he fucking hates Liverpool, despite having the confidence there. And it's just like, that was your one golden ticket in this country. The one part of the country that would blindly vote for Labour to keep the Tories away. And you've just done that. And it's just like, yeah, didn't he say that he would interview with the Sun or something? He said he did. He said he's happy to interview with the Sun and have stories in the Sun and write for them and stuff like that. And right, so, listen, right, just go a bit off. I get it from a prime minister's point of a potential, you know, the opposition leader's point of view. He's got to reach as many people as possible, and that does include, unfortunately, appearing in scummy newspapers. I get it. Choose your time or your words carefully when you want to talk about that. Don't go to Liverpool, do an interview in Liverpool and go, I'm very happy to write for the Sun. Don't do that, you pillock. I know, I know. That that whole thing was a complete mess. So, so yeah, our country's fucked. Other countries are fucked. Um, our morals are fucked. Um, and I'd like to say, do you know what's not fucked, Joe? Um, I don't think there's much that isn't, but go on, I'll listen. I would like to say video games, but, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, there's been shenanigans at EGX. I'm not quite sure what's going on there at the moment. I've oh, not really? read up about it. But yeah, apparently there's been shenanigans going on with some of the panels and everything, like the way people are being treated. And yeah, apparently that's all not very nice. Uh, you've got corporations buying corporations and studios being shut down left, right and centre again, and layoffs and... <sighs> right, okay. So I'm going to introduce <laughs> something nice. I think I'll introduce some nice counterpoints um, for, to, to, for people to focus on this week. Right. First off, if you have any interest at all in speedruns, and I know not everybody does, and I understand that, but if you do, watch uh, Games Done Quick and go back to Summer Games Done Quick. Now, not only is the atmosphere in the in the arena when they're playing these games, it electric in most cases really exciting you might learn something about games you might learn about how they're broken in fun ways but you also learn about like how nice the community is and can be and non-toxic uh it's really really inclusive there's lots and lots of trans people who participate uh it's it's very female friendly as well it's just a fantastic inclusive space It's, it's worth have a look Google like the name of like one of your favourite games of the last say ten years. Google that with SDD, SGDQ following it, and you will no doubt come up with something really, really good. Um, so I recommend you do that because that's like a, yes. a really good, non-toxic, really positive way of getting in, engaged with good content. Also, you know, follow, if you if you're interested in Twitch streamers, try and find one that um, you know is is really positive, really nice. There's lots of them who are great try that um also you know the steam next fest if you've got a pc and you play your games via steam have a look at next fest have a look at some of the developers there's a lot of people producing games that are intended to promote good mental health whether it's overtly or whether it's just because they're pretty and and gentle you know um have a look at that watch the developer interviews and that's helpful as well and that's a kind of little package i would say is is good for you for your mental health i will try and put a couple i will try and put a couple of links at the bottom of when this goes up on the website and everything as well i'll try and put a couple of links down there but if you want some wholesome twitch streamers you can follow and the links will be there you've got a very own um sad shadow uh rebecca yep You've got our very own, well, these are alumni. They don't really write for us anymore because they're doing their own things. And I'm happy that they're so successful with what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. The amazing Awesome Fox, who is also a Rebecca. Yep. Uh, it does art streams and stuff like that. It's really, really good. Someone who's not obviously alumni. I've never spoke to them before or anything like that. But it's a game I've just started playing. Um, and I think it's really good to see um, games from... Uh, uh, people of colour actually get the recognition they deserve but um Zalavia Nelson Jr um who done El Paso elsewhere is getting rave reviews it's like the the Max Payne-esque sequel with PS1 stroke 2 era visuals that we didn't know we needed based around vampires and zombies wow. and I've, I've, I've touched on it briefly and I gutted I slept on it um, I, it's nice. not even been out that long, but I kind of like didn't ignore it. It was like, oh, it's one I'll get to at some point. Um, it's nice and dark, so I can play it even with my visual issues, which we'll get to later. But yeah, check that out because that's really good. Hadn't been given a code for it, not reviewing it um, for anything or anything as such. I'll probably talk about it down the line, but give that a look. Support uh, creators of colour, support trans creators because it doesn't matter what Graham Linham says, trans and LGBTQ and people of colour creators 
do make great stuff and they do matter uh, because, hey, that's such a good community. And as you said, games done quick, awesome games done quick, summer games done quick, all of them are absolutely brilliant. You haven't even got to watch them, stab them on in the background and just, just the wholesomeness just like seeps into you. So yeah, yeah I'm glad you, you interrupted me with some goodness because I don't know where I was going at the start. No, but I mean, it's important. Uh, and, you know, it's important that you, that you highlight the bad stuff as well as the good. And just very briefly, like, I think, you know, when there's a, a, a cultural movement that's very positive, um, the, the people who, you know, recognise and, and understand the joy of it and, and want to be part of that and want to promote how happy they are, you know, they're encouraged by the, by the leadership of your country. And that, you know, it becomes very positive. And the discourse in, in the general public is very positive, but you can miss out on the fact that there's a, a growth of something nasty going on if you're not careful. And on the flip side of that, when things are horrible like they are at the moment and the right is on the rise, you've got to remember that the most most people are nice, most people are lovely, and they just don't have the voice to express that. And um, yeah, so the, 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 you know, caution, you know, relative caution at some points, but also, you know, yeah, amplify that joy wherever you can. I know that sounds really wishy-washy and new-agey, but, that's, yeah, that's, that's how I feel, really. No, totally, totally, totally. We will move on to talking about to some games. Um, in probably what was the longest segue we've done so far. For a while, definitely, yeah. It is, that's a very long segue. Uh, I'm going to go first because I've got two, you've got one. And mine leads such straight away into positivity and wholesomeness, so I'm going to go first. Um... So, first up, I'll be playing a game called Ooblets. Ooblets. Okay. Ooblets. Basically, <laughs> basically, what if Pokemon, what if Stardew Valley have a baby? Oh. That's Ooblets. So, basically, it's a farming life sim type RPG thing that's going on. So, you got to, like, you go, you create your farm, and I think you go to this, like, this uh, magical land, and they have little creatures there, little, like, small monstery, creaturey type things that don't fit in your pocket. Um, so, they kind of fit in your oob. I don't know what an oob is, I just made that up. Um, but, yeah, little <laughs> creatures inhabit, and you get to befriend them and own them and stuff like that. Now, We've seen all these kind of things before where people go, what about Pokemon, but with? Okay, that's a, that, I think that's an actual genre these days. What about Pokemon, but with? We saw it with cassette beasts and stuff like that. So what I think happens is, I think you're a developer, you go, what about Pokemon? You press the randomizer button and you see what word pops out. And then it's, what about Pokemon, but with? So this is, what about Pokemon, but with dancing? Nice. So, you, you ha creatures have battles, uh, but they don't fight each other. They have dance-offs. Um, oh, and that's the game. Um, it's a life sim. You go about, you build your farm, you get to go and meet people, Alastar Dew Valley and games such as that, Animal Crossing. Uh, by the way, Animal Crossing Lego's coming soon. Don't tell anybody because that's dangerous. Um it's got little mini games in, in in this as well. So it's got a little bit of um, Viva Pinata in there. Like the original Viva Pinata, not the really crap mini game collection. But it's a little bit of a Viva Pinata vibe to it as well in certain places. Um, there's all these different regions in there. They each got their own look. So it's like this um, it's like pier. Oh, what do they call it in America? It's got a different name. Boardwalk type thing it's right. got like arcades in there and stuff like that there's like a swamp area there's deserts um 
uh, yeah, it's just loads of different areas there that are just really cool. It's like a, a mountain that's frozen, like mountain area as well. You get to go discover it all with all the with all these little like ooblet creatures. Uh, there's a shop in there again. It's all like Animal Crossing vibes there. It's a shop where you can buy and sell and sort of like uh, like. It's got like little things. It's like you could negotiate prices in there as well in the shop. So you don't just go in and go, oh, this thing's this amount. There's like a little mini game that allows you to negotiate the price and you could get things cheaper or you might have to end up paying more. Um, you could sell the stuff that you know, you've know you grown in your farm and it, it's got all that. It's not as deep as Stardew Valley. And I wouldn't say like the uh, the creature collecting and battling as deep as Pokemon. Um, but what they've done really cleverly here is instead of going right let's try and make the deep version of pokemon and a deep version like stardew valley and meld them together they've got like what's fun about stardew valley what's fun about animal crossing what's fun about pokemon let's take those fun areas and put them together so it's almost just like taking the top slice of all those things and then putting them together to make what is just a, a nice cozy game it's not going to change the world it's not going to be the next big thing or anything like that but it's just a lovely cozy game that you could just pick up spend a day in it half hour in it a couple of hours in it a week in it whatever you really want to do and you'll find something to do and it's just yeah it's just a lovely fun cozy game um which i highly recommend if you're feeling miserable Nice. It's got a lovely graphical style. It's kind of... Castly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A bit Katamari reminiscent as yes. well, graphically. Yeah. Um, and it's got a cute movement to it as well. It's got, like, movements are fun. Like, all the characters, like, are bouncy in a... I suppose it's like they're all, like, constantly, like, to the beat, dancing kind of bounce to them, every single one of them. Uh, so it's just, it's just, it just oozes positivity from the moment you turn it on. Um, right the way through. Um, and obviously you could dress your characters up because that's always important in games like this. Uh, not hidden behind any microtransactions or anything like that. Buy the game, play the game, works fine on Steam Deck, works fine on whatever. Um, I would argue, and again, from an accessibility point of view, um, because of the art style, it is a bit difficult for me at times. So I've had to put it down why I'm having some visual issues. Um, but I can't, it's one of those where I don't know what I can say because I don't think you can change the art style to make the art style darker because it would just ruin the tone of the game. So I don't know what to say with regards to that um, or what they could do. The UI is lovely. The UI is fine. It's just, it's a bright game. So that, it's not putting me off, but that stops me playing a little bit at the moment. But again, I can't even go, well, they could do this and make it better in that way. Um, it's, it's an art style choice and yeah there's that to it that's the only negative I've got is that I can't play it properly at the moment uh, because of my visual issues but aside from that I can't wait to be able to maybe be a little bit better to play it some more yeah no I I, I think um, in terms of that accessibility I don't, I don't think there's an, an easy out of because we've talked about it before I don't yeah. feel there's an easy out of, oh, well, you know, that's the graphical style. Because, yeah, you shouldn't adjust the graphical style um, in-game as standard to uh, account for all sorts of accessibility. But you should have options that just do stuff like radically change uh, how it presents. And I don't think... 
Well, I don't know. I suppose there are issues if if the, some of the gameplay depends upon colour, but then you should be thinking about that from the start of the game. And yeah, you know, I always go back to there's a, there's a board game called Splendor, which um, it has different coloured gems in it, but the gems are also of a different shape, uh, so yes. that you can always tell between them, even if you're colour blind or have any you know visual accessibility issues. So yeah, no, it's kind of a root and branch thing, but it is a shame that they don't have that in. Um, but yeah, no, it does sound like a great game. Apart from that, it you know, yeah, it really sounds nice. It's uh, it seems to be like com- not expensive, but you know, n- maybe not the cost that you would expect. I don't know. What's your what's your thoughts on that? Uh, it's about right. I think sort of like if you're into these sort of games, I think you're like you're absolutely fine. Twenty five quid, I think, is fine if you're into these sort of games. It might be a bit much if you're unsure about any of the genres. Uh, but honestly, if I'd have paid twenty five for this, I'd have been happy. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I did get a code for it, so I didn't pay anything, and I I think it's well worth it. I might have undenied about picking it up. Um, at 25 and I may well have like steered more towards that I'll wait for a sale but I don't think I'd have regretted picking this up uh, because there's hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of this game uh, I'd say if you're into an Animal Crossing or or a or Pokemon or Stardew Valley you're looking at those sort of prices anyway um if not double for some of them. So, yeah, I think it's about right for what they're doing. Uh, but, again, if you're not 100% sure about any of the genres, then, yeah, probably maybe wait on a sale. But I wouldn't recommend... But, again, if you are into any of them, I think you've got a brilliant game at a good price. Nice. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, excellent. So, moving on, what treacherous stuff have you been doing, Stu? Cool. Funny, funny you should say that. So... Yeah, I've been. It's almost as if you can read my mind, or we talked about things before the, oh, no. the show. I know. Oh, no, no, people won't believe. No, that actually, no. no the no... mind reading stuff that's more plausible. <laughs> it definitely is. But yeah, so I've been playing something called uh, Treachery in Beatdown City, which um, is one of those that you probably wouldn't be able to guess really from the title what kind of a game it is, um, because it's a kind of unusual genre mashup. So, do you remember Doom RPG? Yes, I do actually. Yeah, well, this is nothing like Doom RPG, but but the um, the genre mashup thing is very much the same. So Doom RPG was like turning the Doom game play into a you know a turn based RPG, um, still in first person. Really, really good. I played it on a on a pre smartphone. It was that long ago, um, and this is kind of similar in that it turns a Beat em up, so a scrolling beat em up, uh, basically dun- uh, double dragon into a uh, RPG, really. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so what you do is you get your little character in NES style graphics, and you move them across a, a little map, a world map, um, a bit like in the Turtles game, I think, on the NES, and then you go into fights, and the fights you have to position yourself strategically like you're doing scrolling beat em ups but instead of like using real time punches and kicks and throws you you do it using a menu and yeah it's it's funny because like there's a real big kind of cultural what the hell's going on initially of like why would i ever play a game 
designed to be instant action uh broken down into an rpg and Mm. the answer is well it's actually quite fun when you get into it now for me it took a while and i've played it for a good few hours and it did take a little while for it to click with me um and i'll explain more on that in a minute but yeah, basically what you do is you select from a set of moves, as you expect. They different they have different costs. The costs are accrued by, um, well, time, so avoiding an enemy or and timing when to get to them. And you'll get, you know, you'll get these points that you can use that are built up if you've done that. And also, if you land better, more effective punches, kicks, attacks, blocks, that sort of thing, uh, you get a points boost and then can take your action much more quickly. And that's predicated on what kind of enemy you fight in. So it introduces all this very slowly, which, again, I'll come to in a minute. Um, But, yeah, you kind of like some some enemies, uh, they require a set of a flurry of punches to break their guard. Some of them are vulnerable to a grapple and then a throw. And it depends on the enemy type. And sometimes it throws two of these enemies at you at the same time. And they're, you know, obviously a different... Yeah, you need different fighting approaches for both. There are also like buffs, there's status conditions like bleeding or like a confused state and stuff like that, even poisoned, stuff like that. So there's a lot in there. Um, Now it frames it all with like a kind of, obviously like a massive piss take of the genre. So there's there's Mm. loads and loads of cutscenes in between fights that are like having a laugh at the expense of like final fight and double dragon and all of that your reasons for being there your reasons for punching people in the face all very satirized um and yeah as i say it looks like an nes game very deliberately so all of that absolutely fine takes a little bit of getting into get used to but if you if you click with it then it you know it's, uh-huh. it's quite fun um just before you carry on not yeah, gonna lie yeah I passed this one on to you because I just assumed it was part of the Kunio Kun series when I oh, looked at it. Oh. And I went, oh, this is right up Shoe Street. He loves these side-scrolling beat-em-ups. And this is, <laughs> this is got to be River City Girls Kunio Kun arc system works or something like that. Apparently not. So no. carry on. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a shocker. And yeah, quite quite rightly, you know. And it's good when they mix things up like this. And the only, the only issue that I've had so far, really is the, the speed of it introducing abilities, which is really slow. So it took over an hour to get like a set of varied enough actions to make it kind of a bit deep and a bit interesting. So a whole hour of play. And I'm at least three hours in now, and it's still introducing new gameplay mechanics that are pretty core. And one of yeah. the reasons it's so slow is that the cutscenes are very frequent and they're very long like text-based and you know some of the fights are a bit long as well so the movement speed is the same as double dragon which is a you know sedately paced um so i'm not sure how much so i'm playing the original game right and there's just recently been a ultra remix dlc uh that's been released and i think all at least on pc all previous owners get it for free I think that's right anyway, but don't quote me on that. But it basically rebalances the game completely. It's It's got, uh, you know, um, all sorts of quality of life changes and, and rebalances. So it might be a different experience. I'm going to play it, go back and play it again now that it's updated and see what the differences are. Um, it's the sort of game that if it sounds intriguing to you, I would say definitely go for it because it's interesting 
um, and this new thing. But I'd say hold off until obviously our word is, is king. So wait until we tell you the the full skinny on the ultra remix edition. But even before that, if it sounds up your street, maybe check it out because it's it's an interesting take. So just to clarify, um, and this is a really interesting take on DLC actually. Um, anyone who had the um, uh, bought the base game before the 4th of October when the DLC came out, basically got the DLC for free. But after that, it's £8.50. So it's rewarded original owners of the game. But if you buy it now, it's £8.50 on top of the base game, uh, which is quite interesting. It's, it's, you usually don't see that rewards. You usually get like a game of the year edition where it screws original owners. So yeah, it's an interesting take. It is. Um, I'm not sure how to feel about the pricing. Um, I can't really comment really because it's been given a code. Um, uh, and you've not played the DLC yet, so we don't exactly, know. Exactly, exactly. Yes. So let's hold off on that debate. Um, but it's an interesting one. I will. Yeah. I will say that. A lot of your enjoyment will come from whether whether you enjoy the the graphics. Um, I personally think they're ugly as sin. Um, I think a lot of NES games are ugly as sin. I think yeah. for one of the most popular consoles of all time, it's the one with like the ugliest color palette. You know, the often the blockiest sprites. Uh, it, it was made to sing by certain developers, but just going with this, it. it it is pretty ugly, and what I've done is I've put a filter in, which really a CRT filter, which really helps because it bl- blends the pixels, makes it less chunky. You know, smears the colours a little bit to make them a bit more blended. Uh, I would highly recommend if you want to play the game but you find it a bit rough looking, chuck a filter into it, and it will look mm. it will look better because it is an ugly son of a bitch for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm a big believer if you don't want to go full 16 bit SNES style. Um, and you are gearing towards 8-bit. Pretend there's a 12-bit or 14-bit. Yeah. Just up it a little bit. You can keep the style and the, the idea of it. But yeah, some of the sprites do look a bit ugly from the videos that I've seen. Um, but I don't think it would suit 16-bit at the same time. So yeah, I think it's pretend there's a, another generation between that you could have base this on maybe yeah it lives in the uh limitations of the nes it's it's like a nostalgia thing of yeah even even the speed that the menus pop up which is really you know comparatively slow it's all like you know you could almost run this on an nes type type situation obviously you couldn't but you know yeah it it uses a lot of it so if you're a big fan of that era and you want that experience again it'll be there for you but it's a very narrow range i think as i say let's just park it and we'll talk about the rest after i've played the ultra remix but yeah it's it's a funny fish it's a funny fish yeah good good yeah it it looks interesting i'm glad i'm always i'm always big on developers especially in developers trying something um that's the one thing i always go for is try um they've not just gone oh another beat them up um, and I think that that's great to see. It might not say it might not hit the bullseye every single time, but you didn't put it down immediately, so it's doing something, and that's always a good sign, I think. Yeah, true, absolutely true. There's a lot of good in there as well. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, so moving on, um, 
another game I've been playing, which is just lovely. Um, considering the world's going to hell in a handcart, um, I, I, I've got a perfect way for it to get there, and that is via the rails, the tracks from station to station. Um, oh. Which is it's a, it's a David Bowie simulator. Yeah. yeah, it is a David Bowie simulator. Bowie, Bowie, Bowie. I don't care. <laughs> Who cares? He wasn't a very good singer anyway, was he? I didn't mean. <laughs> you better I, not. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't mean that at all. Uh, just trying to stoke controversy for the numbers in it. I don't know. Yeah, too. Um, but yeah, station to station. It's um, transport management. Uh, like builder city builder type puzzle game it's it's really weird on on where to put it because it's not a full-on city builder where you're just constantly improving and building a city um but it's got those elements of city building and laying tracks and stuff like that it's not a full-on tycoon manager again where you've got this constant building or or this kind of um, simulation automation thing where it's constant it's done on levels so you do a level, you go, oh, this is what you've got to do to complete the levels. You've got to make sure that this city or this town gets these ingredients and you use the train network to basically bring things to other things to get them there. And each level has a scoring system. So you might go, right, okay, so the idea is to get all 14 different things to these two or three different cities. Um, and then you'll have like subquests, which is can you do it by spending only this amount of money? Can you do it by only using this amount of track? Can you do it without building a bridge? Those kind of little things are in there. Um, then it introduces cards and things that help you sort of like um, get little bonuses and so on and so forth. Um, and it's. Um, it just builds up and builds up and builds up. So like the entire first area is almost like a giant tutorial. And then it kind of opens up a bit and gets really difficult in places. And it's definitely more of a puzzle game than anything else. Um, and so, so, so where the puzzle elements come into it is like you earn money whenever you complete an objective. So you might need to get cheese to a, to a town. Um, and if you go to make cheese, you need to get milk to the cheese factory to the town. Um, now, if you was to go, right, let's start off and get the milk delivered to the cheese factory, it'll go, hey, you've completed that connection. And that connection's done, and you'll get, like, $50 or whatever you'll get for doing that, $75, uh, which then, obviously, it might have cost you $45, and you earned 50 so you're only earning $5 for that track, essentially. And then you go, right, okay, next we'll then hook it up to the town and you'll get another $50 or $75 or whatever. But if you work backwards and you go, right, let's link the town to the cheese factory and then the cheese factory to the milk distribution, then you get a stack bonus. So instead of earning 50 or 50 for 100, you might end up with like $260 for a stack bonus. And obviously, the more you do, so you'll get, like, bread. You need to get, like, grain to wheat to the mill. So you kind of, like, build it up on three bits. So you might get bigger stack bonuses. Um, but you can then use... And this is where the puzzle element comes into it. You can then use the same line to get, like, milk to the cheese factory, but going via the like the uh, like the farms or the mills and stuff like that. So that when you finally hook it all in and you complete that last bit, you might get a massive stack bonus 
and then you got like that'll help towards you like your your uh, money spent on building tracks, objective and stuff like that. And the more I'm playing, I'm like, I think, all right, I've got it all now. I've got this. It introduces these new mechanics that aren't you, but give you more things to think about, like a good puzzle game should. And it's very much, as I said, it's a logic-based puzzle game as much as it is a builder or resource management and things like that. And it's beautiful voxel art as well. Um, it's absolutely stunning to look at. Uh, yeah, it's a, I've absolutely adore it well it sounds absolutely amazing and it looks absolutely amazing as well um yes yeah it's it's a stunning looking game and it, if you're into that kind of thing it looks like it could be one of the best ones of the year to be honest yeah it's 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 gonna be one of those where i i want to play a bit more of it um because i've got kind of sidetracked with other stuff and it's one you kind of you can't just you can, but you can't at the same time just pick up and play because you might want to spend time going right. Let's really think about this. You really want to spend time getting it right. Um, you might not be like, oh, let's pick it up for ten minutes. It's not one of those games. So it's be trying to find the time to play it and spend the time it deserves. That it's it's not put me off, but it's meant it's not had as much game time from me yet to say whether this is right, right up there. But at the moment, yes, it is very, very close to being right up there. There's loads of lovely little touches. So, like, you go, like, look right down. You'll see, like, wildlife in the world and stuff like that. You'll get horses running alongside your, your tracks. And you can pet a dog in it. Um, you could like, if you touch a dog with your mouse, you, you get a pet the dog achievement. Uh, which in a, something like this just seems really bizarre. Uh, but it's so just, it's just lovely at the same time. The water looks lovely when you see water. Just uh, uh, yes, yeah, the trays are sometimes. I almost want it to be an element where once you built, once it's built, you could just do things in the well, just watch the trains, or, or, or just you know get close to the trains and watch them do what they're doing. Because I, that want, I want that to be my reward. I don't think that's there. It's just kind of like, hey, you're done now. Do you want to carry on building stuff? And it's kind of like, no, I actually want to appreciate the diorama that I've built here. Um, now, whether I'm missing something, I don't know. But that I feel that's maybe the one thing that I think is missing. That it doesn't give me a chance to maybe go and do proper photo mode or or cinematic mode and stuff like that once I've completed a level. Hopefully, it's something I've missed uh, because that seems like a bit of a massive oversight for how beautiful it is. But gameplay-wise, uh, brilliant. And you can make custom maps as well, which I've not tried uh, because I'm not very good at creating stuff. But yeah, if this is... This is going to have a long shelf life, I think. A very long shelf life. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Uh, but railway puzzles are the best. Trains are great. <laughs> Trains are great. Uh, yes, they are. Uh, but yeah, that's it. They're like two really nice, cosy games that I've been playing this week. Um, Lovely. And then next week I get to talk about City Skylines too because I got it early. And I got <laughs> <the break. laughs> nice. Uh, nice stuff. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's it games wise. Well, uh, how we do for time? I've got one more. Um, oh, have you? Yeah, but it, it only needs to be a really short kind of thing. Um, you know what they say about assumption, don't you? Yeah, it makes an ass, ass out of you and assumption. It's the mother of all fuck ups. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, What's that from? <laughs> I don't know. I like it though. That's from something. I'm sure that's from something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. I've been playing. Um, 
you know, you challenged me to uh, find the small, the game with the smallest file size. And yeah. I, I, this is a while ago now. And I came back with, uh, well, I've bought Aliens Neoplasma um, for the Spectrum. And uh, yeah, so I've been playing Aliens Neoplasma for the Spectrum. Uh, Spectrum 128K. So yeah, the you know beefy machine required. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been playing it on an emulator called Fuse, which uh, obviously emulates Speckies, and it's really good. I really, it's a 2019 game, and it's they've got kind of the template or the core of the Alien Three games on the the Mega Drive slash Genesis uh, and SNES. Um, but whereas they were a bit kind of sprawling and I never really clicked with them because they were kind of there weren't any there wasn't great feedback there weren't great hit reactions it wasn't a very satisfying it was a, a mid blend of um kind of arcadey and not arcadey because things took too many hits and you know reactions weren't great anyway that's just babbling on but they've corrected all of those problems with this game which is kind of nuts because you're releasing a game, ooh, what, 20 odd years, 30 maybe, after the, you know, that, yeah. that genre. And you're not only releasing something that improves on it, which you'd expect, but you're doing it on a system that is infinitely less powerful than the original systems. And what it's done as, it's stripped it down. So you, if you remember in, in uh, the, the Alien 3 games, you could fire in all directions, a bit like Contra. But yes. in this, you can't. It's you can, yeah. You can only fire on one level, um, in a standard run and gun way, and that really helps. That really helps because you don't have the aliens bouncing all over the place, and you're trying to shoot them, and then they're rubbing into you and knocking points off you. It's much more. They appear really quickly. They're way more powerful than you. If they hit you, you're dead. That's that's it. So you, you've got to be ready and. They, you there. They appear like right in front of you most of the time, either a face hugger or a full sized alien, and you've got to react and you've got to shoot. And you have a pulse rifle and grenades for it, and they have to be recharged at stations. So a lot of the bones of it, as I say, are very similar to what goes on in Alien Three, but it's much more arcadey. It's shorter because the other game that was way too big and way too boring and repetitious. This is only, um, I've played it for about an hour and a half, and I think I'm about half an hour off the end of it. So it's a couple of hour experience. Um, it looks fantastic for a specy game. Really good animation, really good sort of hit responses. As I say, it kind of, the, the weapons and the, the attacks feel weighty. And also, like, there's, you think at first, oh, there's not much, you know, there's not much nuance to it. But there's some little bits that I won't spoil where you need to use the grenade sort of strategically around the environment that make it quite, you know, a bit more clever than that. Um, and it's much more in a kind of impossible mission kind of a feel rather than, you know, the Alien 3 kind of thing. It's it's sharper. It's explore a big building, but not too vast. Well, it's a spaceship, but you get my point. Um, yeah. And it's got a lovely thing where the save stations are like progress points obviously, um, but also the ship's AI talks to you, uh, a unique, there's a unique message each time, and it's a very much kind of, you know, Hal slash mother from the original Alien film, kind of, you know, AI that's actually hell-bent on your destruction kind of a thing. 
it's very clever. It's very, very well put together. It's a handful of quid, playable via emulator, playable on original hardware as far as I'm aware as well. Um, it's a really, really excellent game. I'm really surprised. And where'd you, um, where'd you get it from, sorry, did you say? Uh, I didn't say, but um, it's available from a website called zxonline.net and they've got a storefront with quite a few different games. Uh, cool. And it's available from there, yeah. And it's you can you have to buy like a digital license key. It says that it's <laughs> it says the digital edition is is free, but you have to buy a license key with it. So it's about three pound fifty, I think, something like that. Yeah. Um, That's how much you'd pay for a specy tape on the market. Exactly, and also you know it. I, I haven't played a lot of specy games of late, <laughs> not many since about 1986, but it definitely stands as one of the best ones I've ever played, and I played a lot back in the day. played a lot of them at my mate's houses. Um, so, yeah. It, I did. I had the light gun and everything on my specs. Ah, did you? Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I never had one, but yeah, a couple of my mates did, and yeah, played some excellent. Target Renegade I always loved. That was a really good game. Um, Operation Wolf. Yeah, Op, Op, Op Wolf was pretty good. Uh, Head Over Heels, loads of good stuff, yeah. really. But this is definitely, I would say, one of the the best specy games I've ever played. And you know, yeah, really good. Cool, cool. Better than Seymour Goes to Hollywood. Never played it. You should do rectify that. Ah, okay, I will. I love Seymour Goes to Hollywood. I don't know how well it's aged or anything. So <laughs> it might have been bad back in the day. Um, but he looked Seymour looked like a bit of a flat and dizzy. Um, yeah. It was a really weird looking creature, but I love to see more ghosts to Hollywood. Um, nice. So, yeah, uh, give that a look um, and then report back. Yeah, I will do. But the last thing I say on this game before I stop is there is a physical edition available for €25. Euro, mm-hmm. So if, you, if you've if you got the original hardware and you want to have a tape for it, you can you can buy that. Oh, God, that, that's so tempting just to have. <laughs> yeah, I know um, what you mean. Um, oh, no, I'm not going to. Because um, I've just found out as well that a game that wasn't previously on Steam that was an Epic exclusive, talking of railway games, it popped up while I had me um, my station to station thing up. Uh, Railgrade is out, and I really, really want that game, uh, but I've got to be good because I'm poor. Mm. But that's out as of today. Nice. Um, is it the 13th? Yes, that's out as of today, the bastards. It is Friday um, the 13th today. Yes, it looks really, really, it's really, really good. I know it's really, really good because I played a demo of it. And it's really, really good, and now I want it, but I'll wait. I've got to be good. I've got until the 20th. Yeah, me too. I'm brassic. But yeah, yeah, fair play. Um, If anyone's listening, you know. Yeah, chuck us some cash. But I want to buy the Cyberpunk expansion, so, you know, give me some money. I I keep looking at that guy. Do you know what? I want that. I've barely touched my game. I can't get that. I've got to play some Cyberpunk, actually. Um, It's so good. This is a weird, like, because I'm um, pretty much done now. But Cyberpunk, um, I've maybe, like, half hour into it on the Steam version. Um, and it's got, obviously, the new update. Do I have to start a new game to get the benefit of the new update? Or could it, is it all just... You don't have to, but it's it's got, a, again, big rebalance. Um, so I think it refunds you all of the points that you've put in. Uh, so that's fine. I don't you think can I'll put any in. Yeah, I would recommend just starting it again if you're only half. Yeah, if I'm only half hour in. Yeah, yeah I suppose. Just start from scratch with all the new stuff. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I done that first bit where you do the underground garage mission. <laughs> that's about as far as I got. Yeah. 
So, you know. Um, I got further on the uh, good old games version. Um, and then I got it on Steam and they never got that far because loads of other stuff. But I might give that a go. It's still installed as well. It's one of those games. It's so big I installed it. I went, well, that's just staying on the Steam Deck now because I can't afford to just keep <laughs> uninstalling and reinstalling this. Yeah. You know you know Steam. Have you got the Steam edition? Yes. Yeah. You know Steam, though. They might just make you download the whole new thing <laughs> if you get the 2.0. But I don't know. Have a look. Uh, no, it's updated. I think it's fully updated. Oh, right. Okay. So, okay. I think I'm okay with that. Oh, good. Because uh, I'm quite anal with like updates and stuff like that. I keep going, yeah, make sure I'm up to date uh, with all of it because I don't like seeing that menu with games in it. Yeah. The download menu. I was like, I've got to clear that. Yeah. Weird. I've seen these things. I get you. I get you. Um, that's it, I think. I think we've gone quite a while, actually. Um, yeah. I was going to talk about my blindness and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I can't be bothered. Fair play. At the moment. I mean, I'm in a fairly decent place with it at the moment. Um, but yeah, what I will just briefly say is the one thing with disabilities that is, well, it's not the one thing that's a big pain in the ass. There's many things with disabilities that are a big pain in the ass. But the big thing for me is still it gets difficult is when you're doing well and then you have a setback. Those first few days where you have a setback is the absolute worst. Because you just like you've got so used to doing everything again and adjusting and sort of going right, this is good. I'm moving forward, and then you get hit by that setback, and it just it knocks you completely, knocks you out. Um, and it did me. Uh, I will talk about it another time, but I don't want to bring it up at the moment and go too deep because I'm actually okay with things again at the moment. Um, yeah. And yeah, opening old wounds, not old wounds, but wounds. I don't know. Uh, save me, Stu. What do I do? Uh, what do you do? What do I do? I, I'm going to shut up now, Stu. Unless anything you... I keep doing this. I keep going this. I don't think about you. Is there <laughs> anything you want to talk about? Uh, no. Well, I think we covered it quite well in the first sort of 10 minutes. It's like, it's it's a tough... <laughs> it's a tough society out there. It's a tough world at the moment in the UK. And, I mean, everywhere. But, obviously, I live in the UK. So, that's what I can talk about. Um so it's it's difficult so you know just uh, i don't i don't know i always say i don't give out advice and then give out a piece of advice <laughs> but um i suppose i do give out advice occasionally and my advice would be uh recognize that things are tough and bad and do what you can about it but also don't be afraid to take time for yourself and ignore it like switch off from it and uh take take pleasure in the things that you can take pleasure in um because, you know, life is short. We're not responsible for everything going wrong. Um, we might be responsible for some of it, but do what you can about that and the rest of it. Try and try and let it go by ignoring it, um, at least for periods of time in your life so that you can get on and enjoy things whilst you're still alive. Because, you know, none of us get out of it alive, so try and have a little bit of fun. Yes, that that's definitely it. Just enjoy things where you can. Uh, before the eventual demise of the human race. Yep, it's coming. Um, and on that light note, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Fair play. So, yeah, no, I mean, that, that's kind of, I was joking, you know. I I, I have a, a pretty positive out, outlook on, on most things most of the time. So, yeah, seek, seek your pleasures where you may. And in the meantime, as part of that pleasurable journey and experience, uh, follow all our content, look at it on the website, 
Follow us on all the socials. Engage with us on Discord if you fancy a chat. And in the meantime, until next week, stay safe and stay sane.